Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to actually like the book talk book recommendation. Who knew it could happen? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? I honestly, there are probably some good book talk books, but the only one that's coming to my mind right now is the Cobrins, and that's why yeah. I said that. No hate to anybody who likes the Cobrins, but oh my god, you should listen to our episodes about why why we don't like the culprits <laughs> wasn't a fave and we still have to read the third book because damn it if we're not gonna quit on the trilogy <laughs> once we start something i gotta know we gotta know i gotta know what happens However, yeah. do i remember what happens in the second one absolutely not do i remember anything in the first one not a clue no except for the no. fact that he had a tail but we're not here <laughs> to talk about the cruel he prince had a tail. he had a tail he had a tail <laughs> we're here to talk about what then we're talking <laughs> about taylor jenkins reads daisy jones and the six Woohoo! yay so in case you need a refresh in the late 1970s infamous rock band daisy jones and the six broke up and no one has ever been able to solve the mystery of why until now the members of the band have all agreed to sit down for exclusive interviews in preparation for an autobiographical retelling of their story, the tension, the music, the love affairs. All of it will come to light in Taylor Jenkins Reed's new book, loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, Daisy Jones and the Six. Ah! Yeah! Ah! <laughs> and now it's Just grabs it louder screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hi, I'm Caitlin, and I think that Megan is a cinematic masterpiece. Megan is a cinematic ass. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Uh, um, Megan is a cinematic masterpiece. That everything I just did reminds me of that one gif of Hillary Clinton. Where, like, I don't know, it's like going to be like the DNC convention, convention, right? and like I don't know, a couple of years ago, where there's like balloons everywhere, and she's like looking around, like making faces. <laughs> yeah. It's that's me. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, Who are you? So I'm Emberlyn. And this is our podcast. <laughs> I didn't come up with like a neato tagline yeah. to introduce myself this time around. I kind of forgot. That's okay. This is our yeah. podcast and you are in Berlin. So those are two facts. So I know. Like we did it. <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about this week. Some of the big news about Daisy Jones and the Six is it just got its own uh, miniseries on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And um, we are going to be reviewing that for you here today. Um, but at the time that we're recording this piece, we have not watched it yet. Nope. So what we're going to do is start by talking a little bit about our expectations for the series. And then tomorrow we're going to come back to you once we've watched the series and talk a little bit more about how much we like the book and how we think uh, the series matches up to TJR's uh, magnum opus, Woo-hoo. so to speak. I don't know if it's a magnum opus. I loved Evelyn Hugo, so it's hard to say. This, but I have yet to read Evelyn Hugo, so I can't even say, but I'm excited. <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say it. This is her magnum opus. <laughs> so this is action. I said only having read like three of her books. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what are your expectations for this new Amazon Prime series, Caitlin, based on your experience with the book? I have high expectations, and I am fully prepared to be disappointed (laughs) (laughs) by the show. I don't want to go into it, like, in a negative light. I usually am not a negative person, but I don't know. I'm a little nervous, (laughs) you know? And I think it's because this book was one of the coolest books I've ever read and storytelling wise. Um, I think that's because I listened to the audiobook, which I really think is how a lot of people should 
read this book just because it's a cool experience because it's like a fully casted and it just sounds like you're listening to a documentary so reading the book I just kept forgetting that this was not real people and exactly I got so invested in their lives and I just am terrified of this being like to Hollywood if you know what that means Mm, like yeah like it just based off the trailers that I've seen, like, it looks cool, it looks fun, but I'm afraid that they're going to go into classic, like, Hollywood tropes that mm-hmm. I don't want them to. Specifically, I am terrified of how they're going to handle Daisy, Billy, and Camila. Mm-hmm, terrified. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. afraid they're just going to go classic, like, it's a love triangle type situation, which it was so much more than that in the book. And it never, to me, felt like an actual love triangle. It more felt like, you know, Daisy and Billy were having these feelings, but Camila's just like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I am afraid that that's where they're going to go and that it might overtake the rest of the story. Like, I don't want it to be about Billy and Daisy, even though I know a lot of it is. I just, mm. I don't want that to be the sole focus of, like, the three of them. And yeah. I think I'm just terrified of what they're going to do to Camila's character. Yeah, I would protect Camila with my life when it comes to the series. Like, I love her. She's one of my favorite characters in the book for many reasons, which we'll get into tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Or, like, in a couple (laughs) couple minutes here. Um, it, It makes me nervous. Like, again put another meme next to my head of like me holding Camila and like pointing at somebody (laughs) and being like no leave her alone because yeah yeah, I'm she's (laughs) like protecting so well written yeah yeah and I just don't want her to become like the other woman or like the right the villain of the story because she's anything but yeah um what are your I I think they're high just because of the success on book talk that this book has had and in general yeah because tjr is a great writer like she just always brings it um i think some of her books are the most overhyped on the planet and not not for a bad reason i don't okay. say overhyped in that they're like they don't deserve um, the hype, but they don't deserve the hype but that like there's so much hype for them and justifiably so they're great books yeah um so amazon has been doing some crazy pr for this show, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I feel like with the algorithms on TikTok, it's probably always just me. <laughs> yeah, but it I haven't seems seen like anything been... actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've seen like a lot of I've seen a lot of TikTok ads. Free People, the clothing brand, is doing a collab with Daisy Jones and oh. the Six, um, which is crazy. Like, I don't know if I'm able to afford it because it's Free People, yeah. but it's crazy to me that that's something we're doing. You know, um, what I did get was I woke up this morning to an email from Goodreads, but <sighs> and it was like Daisy Jones and the Six is here, and but like all it was, and maybe like the rest of it didn't load, was just like a poster, and it had Daisy. And then it had, like, um, I can't remember what brand it was, but, like, some, like, hair dye brand. And the quote said, everyone needs to be a redhead at least once in their life. And I was like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, sure. This is for me, I guess. (laughs) This is very targeted. This is targeted. I'm not going to buy your product, though, because I don't need it. But, like, I agree. (laughs) Yes, girl. De-influence, de-influence, as you should. (laughs) That is Um, honestly the only, like, outside marketing that I've seen for this show, except for the trailer. That's crazy. watched on youtube so i got nothing 
Yeah, the way they're marketing is so interesting to me because they've just released Aurora, the album, and then um, Mm -hmm. we've seen a couple promos and they've released a couple songs as singles in advance. So we're just kind of getting, we're getting things almost in the way that you'd get like a new album release. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting. I'm a huge 70s rock girl. Like I grew up on that. Mm -hmm. The music uh, is like a part of who I am. I love Fleetwood Mac. They are, like I'm, I, if there was a cult dedicated to worshiping Fleetwood Mac I'd be in it like sorry I know that's like really weird and messed up but I would but with that in mind I am a little nervous about what I've seen so far I think that by itself it's very challenging to produce a show like this because it's based on a book where everyone is an unreliable narrator and everyone remembers things differently as they're being interviewed and not everyone who's being interviewed in the book is going to be willing to disclose exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So whatever the show creators decide to show us may be affirmed as the truth. And I don't love that. It takes some of the magic of interpretation away that I love about the book. Right. Um, so like a good, a good example of that is like Camila, I interpret as being somebody who's very like, who's just like lovely yeah and part of this is because of the way that people describe her in the book like she is um and this is the opportunity to tune away um if you haven't watched like read the book yet or watched the series in three two one um because camila has passed away the way that everyone talks about her in the book is definitely with rose into classes but at the same time i like that interpretation of her I like that they uphold her as somebody who, you know, is very cool and and kind of grounded Mm -hmm. and yet, like, very powerful and strong as a woman. And I kind of hope they don't take that away from her um, and make her into, like, the other woman. Yeah, Um, that's the biggest thing. Don't – I don't want her to be a villain. No. Terrified. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm scared. Please. (laughs) So, with all of that in mind, Caitlin, Mm -hmm. you and I are going to take a break to watch the first three episodes – of Daisy Jones and the Six as they've been released and every week for the rest of March we'll be tuning in with you all to share our reviews of the next couple episodes so um, let's go do that and then come back so we are back we're back We have watched the first three episodes of Daisy Jones and the Six. So before we dive in and talk a little bit about the series, I want to start us off with the book, um, Mm -hmm. just so we can talk a little bit about the world building um, and the source material. Caitlin, what did you think of the world building in the book? So in the book, I listened to the audiobook, which honestly some character growth for me as someone who was really bad at audiobooks last year oh yay (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing it i'm killing it i listened to this audiobook and i i think i said it before already but i think that's the way to go with this book because it was such a unique experience with Mm -hmm. like the style of this book because it's laid out like it's a documentary like even in the book Mm. it's just like like daisy and there's her line and then billy then there's his line the audiobook is like you're listening to a documentary and it's yeah incredible like i it 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 got me so immersed 
into the story that I genuinely forgot that this was a fake story and that I couldn't uh, yeah. go and listen to the music afterwards. Because, like, I'd be, like, driving home, listening to it in my car and be like, oh, I can't wait to listen to Aurora when I get home. And then I get home and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> These people aren't real. Um, right, right. So I just thought it was such a cool idea to do it that way and just for – um the way the fact that it's been 20 years since this all supposedly happened for like every character cut to kind of like contradict each other in some way was really cool and i just thought it yeah. was interesting because it, it was like unreliable narrators all around because like you yeah. never knew is this true is it are they remembering it correctly like it, it was really cool mm-hmm. it was really cool what about you uh same for me um this is my this isn't my third this would have been my second uh taylor jenkins read book um, and I've read another one since then, but I am just so overwhelmed by her gift of being able to generate these characters and create these worlds that, I mean, are so convincing that there are points when you're like, oh yeah, like that exists, you know, yeah. like we were saying about Aurora. <laughs> um, so I, I just, I love her. I think she's so talented. Um, I learned recently, I was reading, I think a, it was an AP news article about her, how she used to be. Um, in casting in in LA and um, yeah and and you know she kind of uh, started writing her first book and that's where she realized that that was kind of her purpose in life Um, but then of course um, having this and then Evelyn Hugo uh, being adapted for television Mm -hmm. um, has obviously brought her back into the Hollywood world which is really awesome um, because it seems like she has that past experience um, and, and a wealth of knowledge about what it is to be I think a celebrity she does that really well I love the book I think you're right that the audiobook I listened to that as well it reads like it reads like a documentary it feels like you're listening yeah. to like an episode of MTV behind the music so and then like the casting for the audiobook is incredible they have a full cast and mm-hmm. they've got some really great voice actors I think it would have been cool if this won a Grammy just because of how yeah. well it's acted and kind of like what it brings it was just really good. All right. So with all of that in mind, how did you feel like the world that Taylor Jenkins Reid created with Daisy Jones transferred to the series so far? So it's been kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, yeah. I really surprising, like not surprisingly, but I really, it was unexpected for me how much I would like Riley Keough as Daisy, yeah. um, which is weird because she's literally like, rock and roll nepotism baby royalty um yes she is uh the granddaughter of alvis um oh wait yeah is that that. cool yeah my mom's like oh riley keogh that she's the granddaughter of alvis and i was like huh that's crazy right (laughs) that's awesome it's cool um so i i mean i feel like she has the voice and the look and the attitude um 100 that she did a stellar job in this first three episodes i feel like she really personified daisy's character it was like way cooler and and, and better than i was expecting not that i had it's low her expectations voice. it's her voice yeah yeah she has a great voice like she has this really surprising rasp that you wouldn't expect because she has like mm-hmm. a higher octave voice so I found myself actually loving her solo work more than the actual songs they all put out together, which is funny because it's like, and, and maybe it was just maybe, and we'll talk about this more later, maybe it was just the mixing on Aurora, but like, uh, there's just something about her solo work that I was like, okay, Joni Mitchell, okay, Joan Baez, like, yeah. 
bring it on home. Like, I, I really <laughs> liked it. I really liked it. And then the costuming for the show is just fabulous. I feel oh, like they really captured. beautiful. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, they really captured the 70s look and committed to the 70s trends. Um, mm-hmm. Every time, like, Karen would come out, or, like, even Daisy. Yeah. Oh, and Camilla. Yeah. I would be like, oh, Oh, Every yeah, time I'm like, like, I'm stealing that look, and I'm stealing that look, and I'm stealing that look. <laughs> that those are my positives so far. But like, mm-hmm. I think there are a couple things, like a couple small changes that I think I'm gonna have to get used to as like a book, mm-hmm. a fan of the book. Like the six thing, where it's like there's five of them instead of six, but then yeah. like they're considering Camila the sixth person. Yeah, uh, is like weird to me. Like I can see maybe they're like, okay, we don't want to add like another guy in because maybe it'll be overcomplicating. I could see why they would do that if this documentary wasn't named the six. Like if this band wasn't named the six. Yeah. But it is, so it's weird. I don't know. Like yeah, because I was literally <laughs> justice for Pete. I was literally like when they're all sitting in like the booth at the restaurant, they're like, we can call the six. I was like, wait, there's six of them. Wait, there's supposed to be seven of them. Wait. Yeah. what's going on i'm so confused i was literally like i was like doing a mental health I was like okay we got daisy's not in yet but we got billy and we got karen and we got graham and we got warren and then it was like pete where's pete and there was pete i was like wait yeah what happened to him and like to be fair i don't remember a lot about him in the book no i don't significantly either, so i kind of <laughs> i, I kind of get why they took him out if it was just gonna yeah. be like a we don't know what to do with this character and right. i did i did kind of like what they um how they almost kind of like explained it in like i think it was episode three like after billy like left or was going mm-hmm. to leave they're like so now there's only four of you and you're are you what are you gonna change their name they're like no it's funnier <laughs> yeah and we're still called the six i'm like i kind of like that though because i think it's funny so yeah. like it it works but i also like had to do like a like the the lady doing math meme i was like wait what <laughs> what do you mean work? yeah where's where's yeah. the other guy yeah what was pete what did pete do what was his uh, job in the band he was the bass oh so now eddie would have been the so bass. I, I wrote this down when I was first writing, reading the book because I wanted to keep track of everything. Oh, smart. So Billy's the lead singer, Graham was the lead guitar, Warren's the drummer, Pete Loving was the bass, and mm. Chuck was the rhythm guitar. I do kind of uh, like that they made him just go to school and not die in Vietnam. So <laughs> I'm glad that he's still alive and he's going to go be a dentist. Good on you, babe. You're alive and a dentist. Uh, yeah. And then Eddie, who was Pete's brother... Uh, replace Chuck on the rhythm guitar and Karen is mm-hmm. a keyboardist. Okay. So. Okay. That, okay. That, I feel like you're right. I feel like that makes yeah. sense. And can, I mean, like, my only thing is, like, and this is, like, stupid, but if you're going to make Camila the honorary sixth member of the six, then put some respect on her name. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Seriously. You bitch. Yeah. I'll talk more <laughs> about that later. But, oh my God. Um, yeah. The last thing, this is so picky. Like, this is just me nitpicking. That's fine. Um, but I want you to hear me out. If they filmed, uh, you can tell how much this affects me. <laughs> if they had filmed this on actual film, like an actual film documentary yeah. on film. Um, on film? Uh, yeah. I know it's <laughs> tedious. I know it's expensive, but just hear me out. I be- I would have believed you. I would have yeah. believed it. Because um, I think what's hard for me when it comes to wrapping my head around this series is they're using modern technology 
to create the feeling and vibe of the 70s. And even with this documentary taking place in the 90s, like, film would make the most sense. Like, uh, like, this would have been the prime opportunity to implement 70s technology, to press and mix Aurora for final, um, to use actual Super 8 film for Camila's camera and not just a filter. I hate those filters. I'm sorry. Like, they're dumb. It, it felt, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is on Amazon. <laughs> I was like, it's giving Cape Cut. It's giving TikTok filter. Like, come on. <laughs> um, and then to make it an actual film documentary. First of all, it would have been beautiful. Um, second of all, it would have ended me. It would have ended my life. I think that's what this show is really missing. And I think that's the missing piece for me so far this mm-hmm. season is it does just feel like very, it feels very Netflixy. Like, I wish they, I just wish they hadn't digitized so much of it. What about you? Yeah, I kind of, uh, on the way it's filmed, I don't know if I like how they're doing the documentary bits yet. I don't believe yeah. it. Like, yeah. It, it, at yeah. First, like, when it first started out and it shows all of them, and then it's got, like, uh, it, like, like cuts to all of, like, this footage of them, like, on stage or whatever, and they're doing, they have, like, the text on screen, like, back in the 70s, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. cool, it's a documentary, and I was like, I was kind of here for it, but then when they cut to, like, it's like Daisy's talking about when she grows up, and then it cuts to her as a child, I was like, oh, no, wait a minute, how did you get that footage? <laughs> I like, wouldn't that's... have seen that. I was yeah, like, it's like flashbacks. It was, it felt it's weird confusing. to me, and also... <laughs> It doesn't look like it's been 20 years <laughs> since, since they did it. I think, uh, yeah. I, it, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Karen's blonde wig is so bad. I hate it. I think it looks horrible. I know nothing about costuming. I know nothing about wigs. But when it showed her, I was like, what? what is she doing? Why? What? Yeah. What she got on her head? What's going on? I don't What's I don't under there? What's, it, in, literally, what's under it, there? What are you hiding like, under there, Karen? <laughs> Yeah, like, like well, it just makes me look like they're like, oh shit, it's been twenty years. Um, and you're a you're a young actress. Here's a blonde wig. I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, like Suki Waterhouse is gorgeous. I feel yeah, like you she had is. to age her just a little bit. Like, I mean, what in the original the book? It's like forty years have passed. Um, mm-hmm. and 40? then yeah, yeah, and then or like. Definitely not 20 years. And then mm-hmm. this is the justification that is used for why there's no aging makeup in the show, that it's only been 20 years. But it's like, okay, like maybe for celebrities, maybe they get a lot of work done. I don't know. You know, people are rich. Yeah, but, but, but it doesn't because it just looks like Suki Waterhouse in a wig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, like it's, it. and yeah, like um, they, they do this great job of copying Stevie Nicks's 90s straight hair, but then it's like she still looks the same. So it's like confusing. Yeah. It's like, just, it looks like it. this happened more like a couple years ago than yeah. it did 20 years ago. I don't believe it. Down the line. And yeah. like you could put Sam Claflin in a beard all you want, but this happened <sighs> yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I feel yeah. like the only one I could almost believe is Daisy. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. But other than that, it's just you can tell like, yeah, we put aging makeup on you or we gave you different colors in your hair. And yeah. I don't know. It just, it's weird to me. It's weird to me. I don't believe it (laughs) as a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the plot itself, everything that's going on, like without the doc, I almost like, I I feel like it's meant to be seen as a documentary, but I almost feel like it would have been easier for me to process if it hadn't been 
if, if that context hadn't been used just because yeah. it's so it's like confusing like yeah. what parts of this are just flashback which parts of these are documentary like yeah. like I, kn- I know it's documentary because obviously it is because that's how they show it and I get the storytelling like I get having to tell the story in this way of like like cutting back to scenes as if like it's not like actually like found footage or whatever but mm-hmm. I, I just it doesn't work for me right now and like maybe i'll change yeah. my mind later on like i i get it storytelling wise but i don't get that it's been 20 years yeah i don't get that either yeah. um the other thing i didn't get now that you bring up the flashbacks to her childhood mm-hmm. it's like her mom is so mean to her and that's like i don't know in the story what makes it heartbreaking are that daisy's parents are kind of just indifferent to her like they just kind of like don't care about her or they kind of yeah. do what a lot of parents did in the 50s and 60s and just kind of like totally ignore their kids in <laughs> favor of elaborate garden parties but in the show, her mom is so mean to her. And it's like, yeah. why are you so mean? Like, why? Who hurt you? Like, yeah, it's just, it takes something away, I think, from Daisy's character. Because what I feel like she's looking for someone to see her. And her parents didn't right. see her. And right, in the exactly. show, her parents are just mean to her. And I feel like that's, I don't know why, but I feel like that's different than just not being seen. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, that that was her whole point was, like, she wanted people to see her for her work. And, like, when people would just, like, when the guy just, like, took her lyrics, she's just like, hey, what, like, I'm not going to be in, like, the whole, like, I'm not somebody's muse, I am the muse line. Like, that hits yeah. different when she's been struggling to be seen this entire time. <laughs> like, I don't know. I yeah. Just, yeah, I completely agree. So keeping all of these first impressions in mind... What was your hook for the series? Like, what really got you interested in watching, other than the book? Daisy. (laughs) Daisy. I think she's my favorite part of the show. And I feel like that's why almost, like, episode three was the hook. Because she finds... I mean, like, obviously, that's what you're all looking for, um, is for... Because you're getting both storylines, you're waiting for her to finally meet up with the rest of the band. Right. And... So, like, obviously I was looking forward to that, but I feel like the show really took off when she was there. And Mm -hmm. maybe it's because of the dynamics between her and Billy. Maybe it's because I'm, like, really excited to see her, like, like meet the rest of the band and work with them. And I'm excited to see them move forward. But I I just, I felt like the the show didn't get super, this is going to sound so bad, but it wasn't interesting to me until Daisy showed up with the band. Like, I, yeah. it, it just, like, like I, I was invested in her, maybe, again, maybe because I read the book and because I really liked her as a character in the book. But mm-hmm. I I just, like, once she showed up, I was like, ah, okay, this this is the show I've been looking for. Like, this, this is what it's I've been her. looking for. Yeah. It's her. So I feel like, they, and I completely agree with you, her songs I was way more interested in and I liked way better than anything else that was being played. I know. It's like, wait, so, say more about that, girl. I'm, <laughs> wait, who are you as a solo artist? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Daisy. Daisy's my hook. She, she's just, she just is the moment. And I'm, yeah. It's, I'm way more invested in her than I am Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, yeah. I do like his storyline with Camila, and I thought it was really interesting in the book, like, his whole, like, struggle with, like, alcohol and, you know, not wanting to be, like, his father and, like, struggling with all of that. So, like, I thought that was really interesting, mm-hmm. but when it all comes down to is Daisy. So. 
<laughs> yeah. I feel like Daisy is kind of the enigma of this series, right? Like, yeah. she's she knows which, who she wants to be. She's She will say no to opportunities that she feels like don't, don't align with her vision. Yeah. She's really just, like, interesting. She's got, like, this cool, like... I don't know, like Florence Welsh energy that I feel like is Thank going you. to become more prominent Thank in later you. seasons. <laughs> I've seen time. Daisy. Yeah, I've seen Daisy compared a lot to Florence Welsh in like before in like book talk world. So it's cool to see that kind of transfer. As a Florence Welsh stan, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like watching this. I was like, you know that like when they were casting, they're like had pictures of Florence like up tacked up on their wall. Be like, we need someone to look yeah. like her because it's we the need vibe. her. And if we can't we get her, her, we'll get someone like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I think it's it's the long red hair and the bangs, which is just yeah. the entire time. I'm like, do I want bangs? I think you do, do want bangs. I don't. I don't. It's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I'm going to enable this. No. No. Have you seen curly haired Taylor Swift? No. Have you seen? No. Have you seen curly haired Taylor Swift with her bangs? She looks Here's so cool. It's a lot of maintenance, and I don't have time for that. No, I've kind fair. of got. This is going to sound so vain, but I've kind of gotten used to just waking up and doing nothing. Mm. <laughs> so I yeah. don't want to have to like think about doing and I did it when I was younger and it was a bad idea bad for those idea of, <laughs> it was a bad oh my god you listen to Girl in Red uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I get that no, I used to have really short hair like Ellen DeGeneres mm. short and yeah. the, the longer it got the more these days I'm like oh my god I miss that I miss not having <laughs> anything to do it was so much easier yeah. um but I think, I don't know, I think my hook for the series was going, I think it's my hook in a very specific way, but Camila, um, yeah. just because I was really interested in seeing what they were going to do with her character. So I mean, terrified. Yeah, terrified, but also <laughs> like to the point where I was just like staring intently at the TV, like, yeah, okay, who is she going to be, you know? Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, I'm so far, I, I'm like, I've got... I have mixed feelings. I think that the the person who plays her is lovely mm-hmm. um, and beautiful and, like, deserves the hype. Also sounds a little bit like Charlie D'Amelio to me. So I keep thinking about Charlie D'Amelio when I hear her. and I, Or, like, yeah. Dixie, I guess. I don't know which one. And I guess I'll have to like, look oh up videos of both of those people talking in order for me to Is she D'Amelio's sister? Like, yeah. No. But I really... I'm really interested in seeing what they do with Camila's character this season. I really hope they put some respect on her name, and I'm going yeah. to be watching just to protect her with all the other book book stands that like yeah. really want her character to stay intact, like you, Caitlin. So yeah, I think I um, also believe her aging. Yeah, she's. I don't she's, remember. She's a, <laughs> she's a little like. It, I, I could see it. So what were your two peaks in the valley for the show? <laughs> so my two peaks in the valley for the show, my first peak, I, I said it was Daisy because um, she was, but I've already like kind of talked about her, but I just want to say there's some pretty good quotes from mm. the show. Um, and I'm, I know, I feel like most of them came from the book, obviously. So I wrote a couple of them down. Um, one of them is Billy says it's not enough to meet the right person. You have to meet them at the right time. Oh. And I just really liked that for how that's going to come back later. I'm I'm a sucker for lines that, like, they seem to mean nothing in the beginning. 
but then like the plot happens and you go wow that was a whole thing and it's like I don't know (laughs) I really like it when that happens especially like if you know the book and if you know the story I also loved this came from the book when Camila said you don't stop loving someone just because it gets hard I love that so much because I think it's easy for people to um be like well we don't love each other like we did yesterday and this is really tough now so we might as well break up like no that that's that's not what you do mm-hmm. you work through it so like i really i really liked that and also just showed like a lot about camila and how she's she's not easy to just give up just because something's going bad she's very like confident in what she wants and she's very um what's the word i'm looking for I, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> it was literally just like tumbleweeds happening in my brain. <laughs> like, we don't know either. Um, and then I also liked uh, two lines from Daisy from the end of episode three when she said to Billy about the song uh, Honeycomb when she goes, you wrote a speech when at the very least I think it could be a conversation because I fully believe that like Daisy 100% made the song better. Like, if you're going to have two people singing like that about what the song is about, it makes way more sense as if they're singing to each other. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just love that. And I love the whole storyline of those lyrics um, that happen. And then when she yeah. goes, did you guys want to record something or fight more? I'm, I'm fine either way. <laughs> like, she's, yeah. just, she's just here. She's like, I don't care. Like, I'm here having a good time and I've never done this before. But if you guys want to keep wasting your own time yeah she was not there to kiss ass no no i just i i I think what i really admire about daisy as a character is that like she has the she says the things that i would love to say but i only think of them later afterwards you know (laughs) like when you're having like "Mm." an argument with someone or like you have like a confrontation with someone be like i wish i said this thing because it was so much cooler and so much better but and but daisy's just like yeah i got it (laughs) like i want to be you (laughs) you know of an absolute slay yeah yeah what was your first peak i would say the portrayal of simone jackson so far has been incredible um queer icon um the actress who plays her is doing a stellar job Mm -hmm. her voice her range when she's doing um that stevie wonder song in the club it's so beautiful i remember just like being like oh yeah like i was in it i was like wait 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 wait, bring her back out here keep singing yeah Um, (laughs) it should be about her now (laughs) and the fact that they label her as a disco pioneer like they give her Mm -hmm. that they give her they put some respect on her name i really like that so far i'm really interested in seeing where that goes her love interest in the show (gasps) i know (laughs) call me beat me if you want to reach me you are beautiful so that's my first it's just simone jackson um (laughs) what is so what is your second peak for my second peak is i'm happy with how they're treating camila so far Hmm. uh as i said earlier i was terrified (laughs) because i just have no faith (laughs) i have no faith um but i i'm really i'm really happy with how they're treating her when she yelled at billy saying if you think you're gonna ruin my like our life my life like i don't care what you do but once the baby's here like you're gonna show up i was like i was like the arrested development meme i was like good for her (laughs) uh i also thought they did a really good job showing um billy's slow descent into like the alcohol addiction uh with him like reaching for a drink every time he got stressed 
or things mm-hmm. got a little bit hard, like he was always like reaching for it. And I was like, ooh, that that's good. And I'm glad that they're like doing that and then they're showing that because it was such a huge conflict in the book. And I feel like it really it says a lot about his character with what he goes through and like what he ultimately ends up choosing to do. I really liked how they're also doing his relationship with Teddy Price, uh, Billy's relationship yeah. with Teddy Price, because I I love the father and son bond that they have going on, and I love also like <laughs> I love found family, so yeah. it's not it's not hard for me to get attached to that. So <laughs> uh, I was immediately like, oh yeah, I'm I'm here for this. I love this. Like he didn't have a father really growing up, but now you're his dad now. I you're just, his dad. Now. I love it. You're his dad now, and I, I loved, I loved how um, we got to see uh, the whole moment where he's taking him to the hospital when uh, Julia was born. But then also, um, he's like, "Okay, you're not going to go here. Then I'm going to take you somewhere else because it's the only other option that you have." And he took him to rehab, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I loved because like you can tell that Teddy like didn't really want to completely get attached, but he is in right, this way, and right. he really he's cares about Billy. So yeah." Uh, March is the month of uh, found family <laughs> and it reluctant is. dads having a child now. <laughs> yes, so, it is. It is. And between yeah. this and The Last of Us and yeah. The Mandalorian, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's happening. If, if Teddy Price was played by Pedro Pascal, <laughs> it would just be like, it'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Once again, like, he was too busy with The Last of Us. He couldn't do this once. So they gave it to the other guy. But can you imagine? Just a cons- persistent dad energy. Yeah, he's at home like oh, he stole that role from me. Damn it! Another dad Damn. character. Fuck. Creeped up by someone who isn't me, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> That's a quote directly. From Pedro, yeah, from him. Yeah, yeah. we heard him say it. Um, <laughs> what was your second peak? So my second peak is that I love the soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, not so much the album, which I'll talk about in a moment, but the actual soundtrack. Yeah. Um, the use of the birds and T-Rex and Patty Smith yeah, and me. Jefferson Airplane and Carol King mm-hmm. is such a vibe. Um, when I first heard Going Back uh, by the Birds when Daisy walks into their club, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I felt like I was there. Um, the Birds is one of those great bands that generates all this nostalgia for the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how to explain it, except that all their songs kind of sound like Fong Leaves to me, like the passage yeah. of time and like fall and like things withering and becoming anew. So um, I really love that. Oh, Dusty Springfield. I'm sorry. I just keep oh, re- yeah. remembering <laughs> people that were featured in this first couple episodes. Um, mm-hmm. The scene where Daisy is leaving um, one of the clubs I think that she just performed at and it's right as Billy and the group are coming oh, into yeah. town in their van and I, maybe they see each other and it plays Beautiful by Carol King. Uh, hey. <laughs> Knock it off. It was so good. I love that song and I felt like it fits so well with Daisy's character. Like Daisy is Carol King. Like... She just is. So what were your valleys for the show so far? Uh, my my valley, my valley. I mean, I kind of already touched on the whole, I'm not sure if I believe it's been 20 years. Um, and I don't know if I'm subscribed to the whole attempt at their documentary style. Um, yeah. I also think a lot of people's valleys will be how we say documentary, because I've been told that's not correct. But Oh, <laughs> like it's documentary? Sure. Documentary. 
Documentary. Documentary. Documentary. There's an A in there, baby. <laughs> Put it documentary. in there. Uh, my friend Anna yelled at me for that, and she's from California, so sorry. <laughs> sorry to everyone who doesn't live where I live, but I say documentary. So there's that, and I don't know. I I think I think it's mainly that and Karen's wig. <laughs> oh, yeah, Karen's wig. <laughs> I hate it. It's so bad. I, I think another valley is that I'm just like I'm indifferent towards it right now. I'm just kind of like, okay, it's a show. Like I'm not like excited for next Friday to get yeah. a new episode. I'm more like, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> hooked me yet. You know, I'm not like yeah, and fully in it. I do like that they're they're releasing episodes at a time. I do like that they're doing that because um, I'm really I really mi- I, f- I found this with The Last of Us. I missed <sighs> the whole like everyone's watching the same episodes at the same time. and uh i really as like there's some shows that are meant for binging but there's others that it's like it's it's more fun this way um so i do like that they're doing that but also if they dropped it all at once i feel like it almost would have worked because then at least i could have it all done yeah see it all because i'm like i mean i'm gonna watch it because here we are doing this but Yeah, yeah 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 i don't know i think if i didn't read the book no, I was gonna say I was gonna say like if I didn't read the book I wouldn't come back. But like I feel like it's har- almost harder to get in. And I'm saying this as someone who read the book. So like if you didn't read the book, and you're here, um, tell us what you thought. But mm-hmm. I almost feel like, I mean they had they dropped three episodes, so you can come back to it. But I feel like even after the first episode, I don't know if I would come back. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean it re- it really hooked me at the end of episode three. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I'm just indifferent towards the show so far. Yeah, I'm, I kind of sad about that. Too. But it's so soon, so I I still want to give it time to like really get me going cuz like the real plot hasn't even completely started yet. So Yeah. 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 I feel like it's making me wonder if it just really does work better as a book. A book that imitates a documentary. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the answer is yes. Um, but we'll see, you know? Yeah. But I'm not far behind you there. I kind of feel like, I don't know, the moment I finished each episode, I was like, oh my God, I can't remember. I don't have any memorable moments. Like there's nothing particularly <laughs> yeah. iconic about this show for me yet, you know? Mm-hmm. What was your valley? I, have, I, know, I know you got, I know you got some stuff to say. <laughs> I do have some stuff to say. I have a couple of valleys, which shouldn't be surprising, but I, I guess the first is, um, and I can't tell if this is like really picky of me or if this is like justified, but um, as much as I love Suki Waterhouse and Riley Keough and and Sam Claflin, they're all beautiful people, very talented actors. But I feel like they may all be almost too conventionally attractive for their own good. Mm. Um, yeah. So I saw a creator on TikTok, and I'll try to remember who they were and tag them in the comments, who remarked recently, and I think this is like a really astute observation that I didn't even think about um, mm. until I thought about until we, I saw it, until I saw the show, is that we're probably going to be facing a shortage of period actors sooner or later because of all of the recent, like, buckle fat surgeries and veneers and nose jobs and fillers. Mm. And I'm not judging those choices as much as I am trying to acknowledge that natural parts of us give us character. Right. And I feel like if somebody doesn't have, like, a crooked nose or, like, crooked teeth, 
it takes away part of their identity. Everyone starts to look the same. Like when you see celebrities before and after pictures of who they looked like before they got veneers um, or before they got a nose job, they always, there's something about, I think, getting those things that makes everybody look kind of monotonous and it takes away an element of uniqueness from that person's right. face, from what makes them special and interesting. I think about this a lot with teeth. Like people think a lot about how much, like someone's teeth, um, tell you about who they are how much character your teeth give you um yeah like if if i don't know if this has happened yet but just i'm thinking about like mick jagger or like david bowie if they got veneers that would be weird they have naturally crooked teeth that's what makes them interesting and cool right rock stars um i use almost famous as an example of this era because i think what makes that movie good is billy crudup who has this lovely kind of crooked face but still Mm -hmm. like the 70s frontman uh handsomeness um as russell hammond and then like kate hudson as penny lane who has this beautiful round face like she looks like the moon in the most beautiful way (laughs) and 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 like really curly scraggly hair Mm -hmm. and like you know, she doesn't, there's nothing defined about her per se. Like, she has gorgeous round cheeks, but there's nothing like, she doesn't look like sunken in, I think, like a lot of actors do now. Um, but like, I don't know. I love, that's what I like about that show. And I feel like, or that movie, and then I guess watching the show, I don't know, it, it makes me, it, it's a little off putting. Like, uh, I think again about like Matthew McFadden as mr darcy like he's 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 no uh what's the word who am i thinking like he's no hugh grant but Mm -hmm. like that's the point you know like he's handsome for the period like that's what makes him sexy you know so i don't know can i give you a hot take Mm. i understand that he's attractive but Sam Claflin doesn't do it for me. Damn. Ooh. I like I <laughs> I like watching this. I was like, you know you're pretty, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it, it it was like almost it's like too made up for me. Like he's an yeah. attractive man. Don't don't get me wrong. I I get it, but I don't right. get it. If like, you've seen if you've seen like if you know Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if this is really based on Fleetwood Mac. Do you remember Lindsay Buckingham from the seventies? Like, do you remember what he looked like? Do you remember what he did? Like, I just, I just, come on, yeah. It's like they're like, we need someone who's really attractive. So let's get him because, like, Billy in the book, everyone finds him attractive. But I, it's just the fact that he looks Hollywood attractive. Yeah, not like yeah. I came from Pittsburgh. And now I'm somebody. Not that people from yeah. Pittsburgh aren't pretty. Y'all are gorgeous. You're beautiful. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, like this isn't. I don't know. It just. It felt like. It just feels too Hollywood to me. Yeah. And Sam Claflin as Billy Dunn is just too like. He's in an Amazon Prime show, and we need someone attractive to front this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it feels yeah. like to me. Nothing yeah. against Sam Claflin. You're beautiful, but I yeah. don't get it. <laughs> it's it's i think this isn't the place for like a gorgeous hollywood actor the place yeah. for a gorgeous hollywood actor is like a rom-com that's like explicitly a rom-com but like when i think back on some of the conventionally unconventionally attractive people from like i don't know period rom-coms like billy crystal 
and yeah. when Harry met Sally. I think if you're like, oh, Billy Crystal doesn't do it for me, just like think about the context of the yeah. movie you're watching. Like Billy Crystal fucks in that movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But if it was like anybody else, it would be weird. You know, it would be weird. Like, ah, you know, like I love Sam Claflin. He's got this beautiful wrinkly smile, which is like, I don't know, makes I think sets him apart as an actor, but he also is very much like Finnegan O'Dare, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, not a rock star. I think they should have just casted Lindsay Buckingham. Just put Lindsay Buckingham <laughs> just in the put show. Lindsay Buckingham in the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, give him back yeah. his little cowboy hat and his 70s fro and just like put him out there again. Like, Can you imagine if, like, for the interview portions of it, it was just the members of Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> That would be so sick, though. I know they couldn't, they couldn't swing it. They you know? would never. Jeff but Bezos like, could can you never. Be kind of funny. <laughs> it would be sick. It would be cool. I, it would be such a troll. I'd be like, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So my second valley was that the album was kind of a jump scare for me, and I think mm-hmm. part of the issue here is that this is loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, as we said, as we said like a million times now. Um, and that's like one of the greatest bands of all time. Like Rumors yeah. is one of the greatest albums of all time. Correct. And then you have something like Aurora as like a compliment to that in this series, which might easily be thought of as this world's this world that we're telling the story in is that that world's rumors. Mm-hmm. And it's just not it just doesn't stack up. I'm trying to be fair when I say this, but if this album has one enemy, it is me. And if this album has no enemies, I have died tragically. Um, <laughs> very tragically. I am dead. So that is that is how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> like I haven't listened to the full album because what I listened to was enough. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel so bad. The mixing of this album, I think... I'd like it more if it weren't for the mixing. The mixing is disappointing. I think in the show, it's less obvious. Like, in the show, it sounds fine. Like, I can easily hear the singers. But apparently... When they were singing Honeycomb, it was like, like, here's the music. Here's their voices to me. Yeah. I was like, huh? I can't hear the vocals or the lyrics on the album, like, at all. (laughs) Someone, I mean, I can't really... I I don't want to, like, speak to, like... I don't really know a lot about mixing, but I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, like it's notice it's noticeable enough for somebody who doesn't who isn't I think it's it's concerning that it's noticeable enough for somebody who isn't in the mixing world. Yeah. It's hard for me to latch onto anyone in musician's talent because there's such a mess of instrumental stuff going on mm-hmm. that I just can't it's like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like there needs to be some <laughs> too many cooks attention paid to sound mixing. Like yeah seriously and then like all of the songs sound very similar to me the drums are all very loud it feels like maybe some of the songs would have been really good if they'd slowed the tempo down a little bit and kind of let the lyrics breathe and the message breathe it it sounds like maybe the feeling is missing a little bit like when you listen to silver springs when you listen to go your own way you Mm -hmm. can sense stevie and uh Lindsay's rage and I think it's maybe completely unfair for me to compare this album to Fleetwood Mac because it's Fleetwood Mac yeah but I just I think it's really hard to make a fake album because there's fake feelings you know so that was kind of one of my they could do it I think they could do it yeah you can make a fake I... album with fake feelings <laughs> you can do it fake your feelings gosh <laughs> so yeah um yeah. at this time 
And with all of this in mind, um, I think it's time for us to to rate these episodes on our tier list. Um, Caitlin, do you want to tell us about our tier list ratings that we have? I would love to tell you about our tier list ratings. We have, at the very top, we have I Ate All of the Drywall and the Accompanying Nails. We have It Made Me Mentally Ill Affectionate. Neutral Like My pH Balance. It Made Me Mentally Ill Foreboding. And finally, at the very bottom, we have Riverdale Core. Riverdale Core. So the first episode was Come and Get It. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry. Um, Team Selena. Uh, (laughs) Team Selena. (laughs) (laughs) And this is all about when Daisy's a child and growing up and Billy is coming into his own with the band. Uh, So where would you rate this episode? I'm just going to cut to the chase. I'm putting them all in neutral. (laughs) All three of them are neutral for me. Like I said, the ending of episode three got me a little bit more hooked and i think it's i think the show's good mm-hmm. but i ultimately am indifferent towards all i don't hate it but i'm not like right. loving it yeah i'm not yeah. Pete loving it you know yeah i'm not so, i'm not in like stand mode yeah i i it's more of like okay i'm seeing what you're doing with the book yeah and i'm i'm like i'm like i'm like squinting at it i'm like hmm don't mess it up still like I, like they're doing a good job the story is there right but i'm not like this is amazing oh my god <laughs> like right. uh, i i've seen adaptions of books that i've been like wow they're doing a great job or like adaptions of books where i'm like did you read it <laughs> you know right. so right. and this is doing this is doing a good job so far i just don't i'm not invested yet. yeah i yeah. i have hope but i'm not invested so right now all three of them neutral like my ph balance yeah i think that's a good place to put them i'm gonna put all of the same episodes in that category as well because it's not really it's yeah it's not really doing anything for me yet either i have nothing else to say yeah (laughs) sorry i feel like i said everything i needed to say so yeah (laughs) like it's neutral i'm neutral i'm indifferent so that is going to do it for us uh here at lit by moonlight thank you for tuning in to listen to us talk about uh daisy jones and the six the series on amazon prime we will be back with you next week to talk about the next two episodes please don't forget to like and subscribe and let us know what you thought in the comments if you're listening on youtube and if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming service for podcasts then you can go ahead and like us or rate us or don't your choice yeah we can't tell you what to do um also if you're still here we are do continuing our our flag means death season one reviews up until the end of March. Then we have Shadow and Bone reviews coming up. We've got a lot of stuff happening. So, mm-hmm. And we're ending The Last of Us soon. It's going to be great. Yeah. Lots of, so lots of stuff. Come. Come visit Come us. On Come on over. Come stay with us. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.